0: It's become somewhat of a yearly tradition to break down certain things at the end of the year since we've started this channel, and this year is certainly no exception. We've had some big hits in the past with just as many misses over that time. Some of the hits were Volkanovski, Israel Adesanya, and yeah, we've had a few misses too. Damn. But the whole point of this thing is to build a roadmap to who the future stars are and big talents. So if you're in that camp that wants to know, I'm Jason from MMA. I'm pointing here on my top 15 prospects to watch out for in 2021. And yes, there's no way I could narrow this down to only 10. That's why there's 15. And real quick, here's my criteria for the selection. A, you can't have already been in the top 10 or the top five in the UFC's rankings. So yes, that does eliminate Kevin Holland, Rob Font, Yuri Perhaska, Zabir. Amanda Hebus, Yan Xiao Nan, etc. But I will allow someone in the top 15 because that's still kind of on the periphery. B, you can't have already been a world champion elsewhere in a big international league. So Michael Chandler is off and Manel Cape. I think they're just simply beyond prospect status at this point. And C, if they've got a recent loss, that also makes it pretty tough to add them. There will be exceptions, but for the most part, that does leave them off. And D, they have to have had at least one fight in the UFC so far. And yeah, that criteria is really tough, but with a list of over 60 names that I had to narrow down, I had to use something stringent. No soup for you. And by the way, massive thanks to our Twitter community and Discord community for helping me narrow this down. But enough explaining. Let's jump right into it. Number 15, Jack Shore. It's already a well-established maxim in MMA by now that if you win titles in certain organizations, you are UFC bound, almost certainly. And that was the case for Jack Shore who is currently undefeated at 13 and 0 and was their bantamweight champion before joining the UFC and scoring his first two wins by rear naked choke. And on that note, the man has finished all but one of his fights, but even then that one went to unanimous decision. So his whole career has been super dominant until this point. This man is must-see TV and if that's not enough to call him a prospect, I am not sure what is. As of now, we are still waiting for his next fight, but make no mistake, we should be seeing this man crack the top 10 very soon, let alone the top 15. But it's a tough road. The UFC's 135-pound division has become an absolute shark tank in recent years. Number 14, Song Yudong. Speaking of fun fighters to watch in the Bantamweight division, here is another big standout. His last win was actually over Cheeto Vera, oddly at 145, which is the class up for both of them and that's just before Cheeto finished Sean O'Malley so Song beating Cheeto in May of this year where he won fight of the night is just a great indication for them and this man's career is riddled with performances just like it not to mention some brutal KOs. He's originally from China where he fought on the regional circuit and even fought for one championship back in 2014 and he's been in the UFC now since 2017 where he's remained unbeaten in the promotion and is currently training with Uriah Faber's team Alpha Male. He's got plenty of of submissions on his resume and plenty of quality skills on the feet to show his well-rounded game that is rooted in Wushu since the age of 10. In fact, he is only now 23 and is currently ranked at number 14 at 135. Number 13. Guram Kutataladze I think one of the big breakout star organizations over the last couple years has to be Brave Combat Federation for obvious reasons, and one such talent to come out of that organization is Kutataladze. He didn't stick around long enough to earn a title, but he did manage to to do the unthinkable when he arrived in the UFC and that is defeat the Polish superstar Mateusz Gamrot who came out of KSW as their 17-0 lightweight champion. Talk about a hype killer. Gamrot had notable high-profile rivalries with the likes of ex-UFC fighter Norman Park and of course we are talking about the same organization that birthed the current light heavyweight champ Jan Plachowicz as well as former strawweight title challenger Karolina Kovalkiewicz and that's just talking about people that went over to the UFC they have a ton of stars there now. His fight with Gamrot was incredibly close by all means, but watching it live, I believe he deserved the win myself. And for that reason alone, you have to respect him as a top prospect. Beyond that, he hasn't lost in over five years and boasts eight finishes with only one of them being a submission at 12 and two overall. Number 12, Grant Dawson. Hey, is that pork rinds of Bob Dawson's? Over the last couple of years, Dana White's Contender Series has truly become the organization's best talent finder. Although the ultimate fighter will soon make its return in March, there's no doubting where the best homegrown talent is coming from, from now on. And one of the best talents to come out of there now is Grant Dawson. He came through the show in 2017 and has since put together a four-fight win streak and the dude is just an animal. He takes everyone down and either forces the submission or TKO. While he doesn't have the biggest list of names on his mantle yet the guy is 16 and 1 with all of his fights essentially going that exact same route all of his ufc wins have been super dominant so far his only knock is that he's had trouble making 145 pounds in the past but he's got only two decisions in his whole career the rest were all maulings and he is yet to break into the ufc's top 15 Number 11, Mark O. Madsen. When you want to talk about credentialed athletes, it doesn't get much bigger than this. Helling from Denmark, Madsen is a Greco Roman silver medalist stemming from the 2016 Rio de Janeiro Olympics. And he's got plenty of world championships to go alongside that as well. He's trained with Extreme Couture, which couldn't be any better for him considering Greco Roman was Randy Couture's base to MMA as well. Madsen is currently undefeated and hasn't so much as even taken a scratch in MMA competition yet. He's already got Two wins in the UFC and is a massive, beyond massive star in Denmark. When he fought in 2019 for his UFC debut, he was fighting in the co main event. His dream MMA story is his mainstream news. He's by far the biggest Spanish MMA star in history. It's not even close. He's got the talent a dominant record and a background to go along with it he hasn't fought since march of last year so hopefully we'll hear some news about him soon he is currently unranked at 155 pounds number 10 bryce mitchell insert ball joke here if you haven't been paying attention to mma all throughout 2020 then somehow you have missed bryce's inclusion on this list coming a mile away Oh, okay. There was no way he wasn't making it on here. The man they call Thug Nasty scored what many considered the submission of the year in 2019 with an ultra rare twister. He has fight of the night caliber performances every time he steps in the cage and he's beaten some quality veterans like that of Andre Feely and Charles Rosa. This man has not lost a single fight in his career at 14-0 minus an exhibition loss in the Ultimate Fighter which doesn't count to your pro record. But clearly his submission game isn't the only thing to watch out for as he also has a super unpredictable Stand-up game where he's nearly finished opponents with his hands. As of now, he doesn't have a fight booked, but it's fairly obvious with the groundswell of support he already has and the momentum on his side, he'll look to become a star over the next year and will most certainly break into the top ten. He is currently ranked at 14 in the featherweight division. Number nine, Magomed Ankalaev. What is probably the scariest type of fighter in MMA? The answer is perhaps someone who can KO any man cold the way he did with fierce rival Ion Kutalaba and finished eight other opponents with KOs or TKOs, but then is also a master of sport and Sambo and can more than handle himself on the ground. This Dagestani native is among a slew of phenomenal talents to follow in the Eagles' footsteps and take over the MMA game. Prior to the UFC, he was light heavyweight champ in WCFA, which has a lineage to ACA, basically the top promotion in Russia right now, and his lone loss was to 1 Paul Craig by triangle choke after he dominated the entire fight up until the literal last second of the third round. He could have easily won that fight had he known the round was almost over. He's one of the biggest dark horses at light heavyweight and he's coming in for a top 10 spot in the division sooner than later. He just recently had a fight announced against Nikita Krylov for February 27th and is still just barely ranked outside of the top 10 at number 11 at light heavyweight. Number 8, Marab Willy One man who's become increasingly harder and harder to ignore is Willie, who has just had the best year of his career in 2020. One name many fans rightly wanted to see on this list was Casey Kenny, but considering how utterly dominant Murab's performance was over him in Rio Rancho in February, there's just no doubt this guy deserves a spot on the list in place of him. It wasn't even close in that fight. Not only that, but he also picked up two wins since then over Gustavo Lopez and a big name in John Dotson, who had just picked off Nathaniel Woods the same night Murab beat Casey Kenny. He clearly has had some setbacks in years past, but those are behind him now and he is since on a five-fight unbeaten streak. He trains at a Sarah Longo's gym in Long Island with the likes of Aljo, Weidman, and Alaya Quinta, that whole crew. The Georgian is yet another bantamweight in an increasingly more dangerous division that is also just barely out of the top 10 at number 12. He's a black belt in judo and also finished at second in the World Sambo Championships in just 2019. So we're talking top-shelf talents here. Hopefully his next fight will be booked soon. Number seven, Jamal Hill. Talk about one of the easiest choices to put on a list. Hill has had one of the biggest breakout years in the entire sport, but he is still only ranked at 15 in the light heavyweight division. He most recently picked off former title challenger OSP with just a smothering performance that overwhelmed his opponent and forced a standing TKO. When he fought Clinton Abreu, he absolutely dominated him as well with knees back in May, but that fight was overturned due to marijuana. I think it's fucking stupid. But either way, Jamal's had an incredible run already in the UFC. He's undefeated and seems to win in better and better, more impressive ways as his career develops. He'll definitely be in the top 10 before the year ends. It's just crazy he's not in the top 10 already. And if he fights just once or twice, he could already be in title contention at light heavyweight. Number six, Otman Azaitar. A moment ago, we were just discussing how well Brave has performed with its emerging talent on the world stage throughout 2020, and no doubt about it, Atman Azaitar is right up there with the best they have ever produced. As their 155-pound champion before coming into the UFC, he'd already demonstrated his star-making performances by amassing an undefeated record that extends to this day as he's finished literally all of his fights except for one by unanimous decision, with nine of them coming by way of KO or TKO it's no wonder they call him the bulldozer. Look no further than his last win over the upset machine Kama Worthy and his overhand right that finished Timu Pakalin, which displayed his true one-punch KO power. The one thing we haven't seen of him is his ground game. He was taken down by SBG Ireland talent, Kevin Koldobski, but that was actually a weight class up at welterweight. Luckily, we will see that tested in his next fight on March 7th against Matt who who is a very strong wrestling game, where even there, Zaytar is a bit of a small lightweight. Ottman is not currently ranked at 155 pounds, but if he keeps performing the way he is, it's not gonna take long at all to crack the top 10. Number five, Ilya Taporia. Nope, we aren't done with Brave exports yet. But in addition to that, Topuri has also fought in Cage Warriors. One of the most interesting aspects about him is that until recently, he was seen as just a BJJ grappler. But lately, he's been just torching people on the feet. His insane finishing sequence on Damon Jackson earlier in December was a thing of beauty, and he just straight up KO'd the last guy he fought in Brave with one single punch. He's another fighter on this list who is undefeated and only has a single decision on his record that just happened to be against another top prospect in Youssef Zalal. He has seven submissions on the ground, proving that he is just a problem anywhere the fight goes. As of now, we are still waiting for his next fight to be booked in the featherweight division, where he's still yet to be designated a top 15 spot on the roster. Don't blink the next time you see this guy out there. Number four, Giga Chikadze. Few people around the world can even say they've had an actually good 2020, and without a doubt, Giga Chikadze is one such man. He's managed four wins in the ultra stacked featherweight division, and he just seems to be getting better and better with every fight. As a kickboxing standout in glory, he was primarily known for his signature liver kick. But in his most recent fight, he took it upstairs and went with a head kick to knock out Jamie Simmons. The only thing he needs now is a solid name opponent to get him over the edge. And it's kind of wild that after five wins in the division stemming back to his debut over Brandon Davis, that he's still not ranked somehow. But he is a devastating kickboxer turned MMA fighter and very quickly became a huge bright spot at 145 pounds. Expect to hear about his next fight very soon. Number three, Sean Brady. If you are coming up in the Northeast region of America, there is no question that Cage Fury FC is the place to be and Sean Brady at 170 pounds as a Philly native already appears to be one of the best talents that that promotion has ever produced. He's a black belt under Daniel Gracie and trains at a Henzo Gracie's gym. In addition to BJJ, he's gotten an outstanding wrestling skill set and is a killer on the feet with his Muay Thai background. He's got three KOs and three submissions to his next at this point. He passed a super tough test in his first fight against Court McGee with flying colors and then another incredibly tough test against kickboxing standout Ishmael Nardiev and most recently he subbed Christian Aguilera and yes I know the jokes you were thinking of no that is not who you're thinking of he's going to be a problem at welterweight where as of now he is not even ranked in the top 15 but has his next fight in March against Jake Matthews. Number two, Michelle Pereira. Talk about a fighter that's had to learn tough lessons lessons in the past year with a completely haywire fight against Diego Sanchez with an inadvertent illegal knee that got him disqualified and his smothering loss to Tristan Connolly after he gassed himself out by trying to put on an acrobatic show. But he has since rebounded with some pretty incredible wins like the head slapping performance that would make the Diaz brothers blush against Salim Imadayev, and then one big one picking off Chaos Williams who also had a breakout year. By all means you could have argued that decision either way but it shows that Michelle is up to the The task and has a solid chin on him as well. He's one of the most exciting fighters in the division with insanely creative striking, who's now learned to manage his energy. This guy is a highlight room machine. And in 2021, if he can manage to keep that up even just a little bit, he'll easily be in the top 15 if he can get another strong finish this year. All right, and real quick, I have to do the honorable mentions because believe me, there are so many names that I tried to and wanted to include on this list that I just couldn't make room for. And you could just just as easily argue that I should have included some of the names that you are seeing on the screen now. The biggest thing still just comes back to the criteria for me. If you don't see a name you expect to double check to see it's not someone like Kevin Hollins, Real Gone, or Arnold Allen who are already ranked in the top 10. So make sure number one, that's the thing. And if they had a recent great win, don't forget the recent losses to some of the fighters that might even be on this list that they lost to. But anyhow, you can make a strong case for any one of these names. I respect anybody who disagrees, but let's move it on to number 1 Hamzat Shemaev. Oh my god, he's number 1? <laughs> no shocker here on the same token though. At one point I almost forgot to include him because he's been tied to the number 3 welterweight in the world Leon Edwards, but Hamzat himself is still just ranked at number 15. And to be fair, his only one welterweight UFC fight was against 155 pounder Rees McKee, but the quality of his wins and the way he does it certainly justifies the hype. Will he beat Leon Edwards? Well, we won't know for a while now because that fight fights off again, but I'll leave that qualitative judgment to you. There's just no doubting that Hamzat has had one of the most incredible years in UFC history, literally going from an unknown despite his incredible run in Brave before the UFC to what could have easily been title contention had that Leon Edwards fight not fallen through. But he's got scary KO power and top notch credentials on the ground as a wrestling champion. I for one just can't wait to see this guy fight again. I'd like to give a massive shout out to Ben Rosette for providing the intro music used on this video. You can find his music wherever music is sold online and you can also follow him on Twitter or Instagram at Ben Rosette. Hey everybody, thanks for watching that video. Like and subscribe if you enjoyed it. We do at least three video uploads per week so you get a pretty good value out of it. Comment below if we missed anything or if you just liked it. You can follow me personally on Twitter at JasonTheHeart or our official account at OnPointMMA on Twitter. And if you'd like to get a little bit more involved in our community, you can join us on Discord. The links are in the description. Thanks so much, and we'll see you on the next video.